Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the gospel lesson, the conversation between Jesus and the Canaanite woman. Well, a couple was struggling to keep everything together up around the house, and up to this point, they resisted calling a cleaning service, but now they figured they could afford it, would relieve a little stress, so they decided they hired someone to come and clean. And so she was going to come and clean on Friday and Thursday. The, the husband came home unexpectedly because he had uh, to get some papers he had forgotten. And when he gets to the house, he sees his wife with the brooms, the mops, all the cleaning solutions, everything going there. And he says, what are you doing? And she said, well, I just couldn't bear the thought of the housekeeper seeing this place a mess. <laughs> we can become worried about clean and unclean. Well, there's a scriptural idea of clean and unclean. And it's a spiritual matter, the clean and the unclean. And what we see today is at the end of a conversation with the Pharisees about what is truly clean. And then we see Jesus with a Canaanite woman to illustrate us again what is truly clean. And so we're going to look at this conversation. And a conversation really that's more directed at the disciples than it is at the woman it's also directed at you and me so that we can truly understand who it is that is clean and, and what is it that makes us clean. So when we come to the text, we're at the end of a conversation. The Pharisees in the previous chapter have reprimanded Jesus because the disciples had eaten with hands defiled. They, they hadn't gone through the ceremonial washing. And so Jesus goes on a discussion with the Pharisees about the issue of, well, what makes someone clean? And Jesus makes it clear. It's not what someone eats. It's not what, what comes into a man that makes them clean. That true cleanliness is found in the heart. And what comes out of the heart demonstrates whether that heart is clean. Jesus says it this way. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. So this is the test. Does someone clean or unclean? What comes out of their mouth? What comes out of their heart? And it doesn't take long before the disciples get to see this test in action. Because we're told by Matthew that Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. This is a Gentile area, so we're not, it's not surprising that Matthew then tells us a Canaanite woman from the region came out. Here's the test for the disciples. A Canaanite woman comes to Jesus. Is she clean or is she unclean? Well, according to culture... She's unclean, right? She's a Gentile. She's outside the house of Israel. Therefore, she must be unclean. Also remember that this one has a daughter who has a, is possessed by a demon. That also would be seen as God's judgment. And therefore, she is further unclean. But is this woman unclean? Let's examine according to the test that Jesus gave. What comes out of her heart? What, what, what is expressed with her lips? And we see her saying to Jesus, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Notice she calls Jesus Lord. Though a Gentile, she recognized Jesus as God, as Lord. And not only there, but she calls him the son of David. This is a messianic term. 
this, this Gentile woman recognizes that Jesus is the promised Messiah. Someone must have told her about this Lord because that's why she's coming. And the very fact that she's coming to him, she's coming because he is the Lord, because he is the promised Messiah, because she knows that he has the ability to help her. And when she approaches him, she asks for And notice she asks for mercy for herself. That she knows she doesn't deserve anything from the Lord, anything from this Messiah. And so she's appealing to the mercy of God in deep humility. Sounds clean according to me, right? Isn't this the definition that Jesus gave? What comes out of the heart? Here we see faith. Here we see humility. Here we see repentance. And so now Jesus gives the opportunity to the disciples to see what they think. Notice Jesus doesn't answer her a word. He's giving time for the disciples to see how they would respond. And notice how they respond. We're told by Matthew, his disciples came to him and begged him, saying, send her away for she is crying out after us. Sounds like a couple weeks ago with the feeding of the 5,000. Send them away, Lord, so they can find something for themselves to eat. Clearly they see this woman as a bother, as a troublemaker, as one unclean, as one unworthy of the time of the Lord. And so they want him to send her away. And Jesus then speaks. He speaks to the disciples on behalf of the disciples. What he's doing here is expressing what's on the mind of the disciples. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The disciples would say, yes, that is true. In their eyes, those outside the house of Israel cannot possibly be clean. But is this woman clean? You see, the woman is not determined. Again, we have to ask the question, is she clean? Uh, Again, what comes out of her heart? After Jesus says this, she kneels before him. A a posture of humility and worship. And she says, Lord, help me. She doesn't argue that she deserves it. She doesn't argue and, and say that he needs to do it. But she repeats calling him Lord. She takes the position of humility. Is this not the posture of faith? Is this not the voice of a clean heart? And so Jesus continues the test. He says, is it, not right, it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. In the eyes of many, this woman is exactly that, a dog, an unclean animal. She is unworthy of the love, Lord's love, the Lord's care, The only thing that she should expect from God is his judgment. And this sounds awful, doesn't it? Absolutely awful. But isn't that what happens when our sinful thoughts are given voice? Isn't that why there are many things that rumble around in our head that we don't say or speak? You ever had that occasion where you say it and then you realize, ooh, that really sounds bad. It gives voice to the sinfulness that is within us. This is why we don't share our evil thoughts. This is contrary to what God has said. It's contrary to what we heard in the Old Testament lesson. So is this woman clean? Now it's shocking. She's still undeterred. I don't know about you, but about this time I'd give up. She does not. Is she clean? The woman responds, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Notice she continues to call him Lord. Every time she calls him Lord. 
Isn't that a confession of, of faith? When she says Lord, she's saying my Lord, even though she's a Gentile. She even accepts the picture of an unworthy dog. She considers herself completely unworthy of whatever the Lord would give to her. She freely admits it. She's clinging what to what? Mercy. To God's almighty mercy that, that in his kindness and in his grace, he would choose to have mercy upon her. She clings to the master. Is this not a picture of faith? True humility, trusting in the mercy of the Lord, it cannot be denied. She is truly clean. Jesus declares it so. Jesus says, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done to you as you desire. Then Matthew tells us that the daughter was healed instantly. Jesus declares her clean because of her faith. Is this not what Jesus meant when he was talking to the Pharisees? It's not what goes into a person, but what comes out of the person that decides whether they're clean or unclean. It's, it, it's the heart that makes one clean, not the bloodlines, not what other people view. It's the heart. Those who trust and believe in the Lord are indeed clean. Regardless of what they've done, regardless who they are, regardless of their background. And so this examination of the woman leads us to a logical question. Are we clean? Are you clean? Again, go back to that definition. What comes out of your heart? What does it indicate about where your heart is? We have two examples in this, right? We, we have the heart of the woman who clings to Jesus. We also have the heart of the disciples that want to send her away. What comes out of your heart? What do you express with your lips or with your texts or with your posting on social media? Wherever it might be. What do you say about your neighbors? What do you say about your co-workers? What do you say about your family? People of the community? What do you say about those whom you disagree with? Do the words that come out of your mouth, are they wholesome? Are they clean? Are they uplifting? Are they helpful? If not, then it doesn't demonstrate an unclean heart. And who amongst us, as we examine all the things that we say, who amongst us sees nothing but pure cleanness? We all fail on this account. And the problem is we can't make ourselves clean. Even this woman who comes to Jesus, it's not that she made herself clean. She no doubt has heard about the Lord. Someone brought the message of who Christ is and what he came to do that she received and accepted. The faith that she demonstrated had to be a gift of God. It's the Lord that makes our hearts clean. And your heart has been made clean. In the waters of baptism, your heart was made clean. Your sins were washed away. You were given a new nature, a nature that could cling to Christ. And when that old heart, that dirty heart, raises its ugly head, what does the Lord do for you? He comes to you today and he cleanses it once again. You heard those wonderful words earlier that you are forgiven based on the fact that Jesus suffered, died, and risen for you. You're coming to the table to receive the body and blood of Christ, the holy, clean body and blood of the Lord that cleanses your heart and brings you forgiveness. That, that, that's the joy, that, that know, knowing that the Lord is the one who makes us clean 
And you are clean. And then those moments in which those dirty things come out, we go back to the Lord, we go back to the cross, and we are cleansed once again. And as we do that, then out of our lips comes things that are beautiful and clean. That's what we get to do here, right? As we confessed in the creed who God was, as we sing our hymns, as we sing the liturgy, and, and we speak it to one another, those are beautiful, clean, and holy things that are coming from our heart, placed there by God. And as we go from this place, with our lips, and with our postings, and with our conversation, we can build and uplift those around us. We can speak well and put the best construction on, on all the things done by our family, by our friends, by our coworkers. We are clean. It all goes back to the Lord who cleanses. Because, you know, cleaning sometimes can be difficult. It's tough to get some stains out, right? It's tough to cleanse. But the beauty is you don't have to clean your heart. The Lord does it. The Lord cleanses your heart. And he keeps us clean. The word comes to you again and again so that your heart is clean and you are pure and holy in the eyes of God and belong to him. And belong to him now and forever. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith to life everlasting. Amen.